This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Tyvis Powell from the Browns Radio Network joining us momentarily here on Basket and Phelps. Mike Vrabel is on the open market. wonder if Dallas is thinking Freaks. about that. Yeah. Uh, and the transfer portal is delivering some of the best players in the nation to Columbus. That's what they say anyway. Nick Wilson and Spencer German break down the big college football headlines on the new Sons of the Shoe episode. Follow Sons of the Shoe on 923thefan.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jeff Phelps, my partner over there, Dan Menigan. Real quick before we get to Tyvis. Mm -hmm. You think Mike McCarthy's out in in Dallas? I don't think he should be, and I'll bet he is. Jerry Jones is an impatient guy. You know, it fell apart with Jimmy Johnson, and they've not been the same since. And although Barry Switzer came in with Jimmy's team and did just fine. Um, I, I've heard the name Bill Belichick in Dallas. Can you imagine Bill Belichick <laughs> working for Jerry Jones? With an owner who does a radio show hit every single week and holds his own press conference? After every game. Tremendous. It's more important in Dallas to hear about Jerry Jones after the game than it is to hear about the coach which might work for Bill. You never know. It's true. Less talking he has to do. I know. It's, it's kind of a strange it's situation. Just grunt at people. Let's go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. He's my partner on the Cleveland Browns Radio Network postgame show. He works with Baskin on the pregame show. He does all kinds of other things. He's becoming a media mogul, actually. He's Mr. Tyvis Powell. What's up, buddy? Hello, guys. How you guys doing? You oh. know, the sun came up on Monday, didn't it? We've only had one fire Stefanski call today. Tyler. And it's still out, which is tremendous. <laughs> Wait a minute. Somebody called. Well, we knew that. Listen, first first show, is, first call of the show. Yeah. There is not a it's not an off season without a fire Kevin Stefanski. And that's going to be from now until the time he leaves. It's going to be a fire Kevin Stefanski. No matter how great and how good he's done. There's always that one person. Should anybody be getting fired after what happened this season and on Saturday against Houston? Or do you reload and go back and do it again? No, I think you reload and go back and do it again. I mean, you know, when you look at, you know, I looked at some of the PFF grades and stuff like that, you know, guys, especially on the defensive line, you know, things kind of slowed down, especially in the month of January. I think I see Miles Garrett only had like three sacks in the month of January. Now I think he only played – couple of handful of games, but still, just production went down. I don't think Dalvin Tomlinson played as well. And then I just think the secondary just had an off day. You know, I think that we missed some tackles there. We lost leverage, and we gave us some explosive plays. I think Nico Collins is better than a lot of people anticipated that he would be, and he just showed up in a big way. And C.J. Stroud just 
You know, you underestimate a rookie and you think you got him figured out, and boom, he just steps up to the moment and makes big plays. So you know, they just got to reload, and I think they got to do it again. I think they got the right coaching staff in there. That's evident just from the team that we saw last year and the team we saw this year. Totally, two totally different teams. They just got to find a way to win in the postseason. All right, Tyvis, from what you saw out of this game, what did the Texans do so well to just completely flummox one of the best defenses in football? Well, I think it starts with having a really premier left tackle. You know, Larry Mutunso did a really good job with Miles Garrett. I think Miles Garrett had, what, a tackle on the game, maybe a couple of pressures. But the thing is this, every game, every offensive coordinator comes in there and figures out a way to try to stop Miles Garrett. Okay, so now you, you dedicate two to maybe three people to stopping Miles Garrett, you know, and – if you got a left tackle that can handle him one-on-one, now you can open up other things. You know, now you don't have to work, waste the tight end on that side or have the running back chip to that side. You can get extra guys out in the routes and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of what happened. I think Miles, I think Laramie Tunsil just did such a good job on Miles that it allowed, it gave that offensive coordinator the confidence to be able to leave him one-on-one on the island. And I think he just showed up in a big way. Tyvis, we heard Miles Garrett say that Jim Schwartz said, nope, we're going to you know, basically dance with what brung us. This is what we do. We're going to keep doing it. When he was asked about adjustments, uh, and we kind of looked at each other when we heard those comments in the postgame show, what adjustments could have been made that you think could have slowed down C.J. Stroud in that passing game? Is there anything that you think that, boy, I would have done fill in the blank? I think if I, if you, if I could go back in the time, some of the adjustments that I would have made is, and I would have tried to send more people on blitzes. I think I would have tried to speed his clock up. I thought, you know, if Miles Garrett is going to be singled up and they're going to try to get more people out, I think you got to bring more than they can handle, you know. So I think I kind of would have forced them to make the tight end stay in or make that running back stay in, you know. You send more than their offensive line can handle, they have no choice but to stay in. And now, you, now you're talking about a couple of men, a two, two to maybe three-man route. And I think the secondary is good enough to handle those things think that if I could go back in time again, I would put Nico Collins on on or Denzel on Nico Collins. I think I would make him travel. I know coming into this game, you know, you thought you had three premier top corners that can guard anybody. But I think as that game went on, at some point you gotta take your best and put him on your bet on their best. You know, I understand that you got confidence in everybody in the secondary, but clearly there was a disconnect there. So I would have told Denzel, listen, you, for the rest of this game, you got him. Wherever he go, you go, you know. You took reps in the spring in the slot, so you can handle the slot. Nico Collins is a more outside guy anyway, so I think that's kind of how I would have handled that and let the chips fall where they may. Well, and it's funny you did that because that is the same thing we were all saying about Houston coming in here with Derek Stingley. Was they were like, oh, yeah, Stingley just plays one side of the field. That's all he does. He only takes the snaps over there. I think he played like – I think he played like three snaps on the other side of the field. Like they put him on that side and just let him go until this game when they had Stingley follow Amari Cooper around. The Texans made the adjustment. It's just it's fascinating you thought to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, listen when I was when I was in Seattle, you know, obviously me and Sherm got a really good relationship, and you know, back in those days when they had the LOB and everything was great, they played sides. They never worried about traveling and I asked Sherm like you know that was like a lot of pushback that he got in his career it's like so why is it that you never really wanted to travel and his his answer was what's the point of traveling if if 
like, okay, so they, it was back when Pat Pete and him was going, who was the better between Pat Pete? And everybody said Pat Pete because he travels. And, and, and he just for the he, record, Sherman's Richard Sherman and travel means flip sides of the field, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he was knows. like, what's the, what's the point of traveling if you go, if they give enough touchdowns, you know? And I was like, well, that's the thing. You should be able to go over there. Well, he's like, I don't need to go over to the other side because the other corner is good enough. It wasn't until later in Sherman's career where we had games and they was like, listen, we can't the other side can't handle this guy. You gotta handle you gotta go follow him. So when I was there in twenty sixteen, we had played the Jets. He went up against Brandon Marshall. And wherever Brandon Marshall went, Sherm went and played man on. And he did a really good job of competing against him. And I think that, you know, you have I say all that to say, you have a plan to play sides. But once you see somebody beating them and you can't handle it, the other side can't handle it, as the number one corner, your job, if you're getting paid that much money, your job is to go step up and, and shut it down. That's why they pay you to do such a thing. And I wish that that would have been the case. I wish Denzel would have just walked up to Jim and said, listen, I got him for the rest of the game. I know what the game plan is. I know it might mess up our disguise, but it is what it is. I can't, I can't allow this man to continue to beat us deep like this, and that's what should have happened. Tyvis Powell joining us, Browns Radio Network. Dan and I were having a little bit of a debate earlier in the show. We were talking wide receivers, and you know, the young Texans wide receivers kind of all season long jumped off the page, gave them some targets. Green Bay's wide receivers, all young. Boy, they, they look like a really good young group. And I said, the Browns' young wide receivers, their group hasn't clicked, despite the fact that the Browns have, have put some resources into that, Tyvis. And, and there's still time, but... Obviously, it hasn't worked yet. How do you evaluate the Browns' wide receivers, given that they dealt with four different starting quarterbacks this year? Well, I think that you know, I think a lot of it was it, there. What they are were as great as people anticipated. You know, you think about going back all the way to OTAs. You know, you, we talked about oh, wait till you see this new passing attack. Wait till you see this new offense. And you know, you see all these highlight clips from OTAs of. Elijah Moore going up against Denzel. You see Marquise Goodwin getting burning people down in the slot. Um, obviously, you know what Cooper's going to do. But when we got to the season, we didn't really see a ton of Elijah Moore beating guys one-on-one. We didn't get to see Marquise Goodwin due to injury, him burning people down the field. I think we saw one deep ball, I think, from him. So it just they just they it was just not there this season. Outside of Amari Cooper and the emergence of David Njoku, wasn't a ton of excitement out of that wide receiver room, and it was very unfortunate. You know, you, it got to the point where people was like, well, who's the next guy? You know what I mean? Elijah Moore showed moments. He showed glimpses, but it wasn't nearly consistent enough. You know, if you want to compete in the big leagues and you want to go to the playoffs and do all those things, you know, you got to be consistent. You got to be a guy. You got to be somebody that defensive coordinators worry about. And outside of Amari Cooper and David Njoku, I don't think that there's any other guy and that receiving core, that guy's fear. And I think that's something that needs to get figured out. You adding a wide out this offseason, buddy? I think you have to. I think you definitely have to entertain that because you got to think, Amari Cooper's getting older. Obviously, David Njoku's going to continue to grow. And Amari Cooper's going to be good for years to come because what he has is a very good skill set as far as running routes. That ability is always going to allow him to make plays. But I still think you need a younger guy, a younger wide receiver, that can make plays. You know, you think of a guy like Tank Dale. He came on the scene and he just made plays as a young guy. And I just look at our core and I just don't see that guy that can just make plays day in and day out. 
Like, you know, you got for sure things with Amari Cooper, even with David Njoku, but you need one more for sure thing, especially, you know, with Nick Chubb coming back, not knowing if he's going to be 100%, with that running game not looking as strong as it did once upon a time. You need that extra guy in the passing game to make plays. Veteran or rookie, Tyvis? Well, I think that <laughs> rookie is hard with the rookies because for some odd reason, we just haven't done a really good job of drafting well at, at rookie wide receivers. But you think of Schwartz, you think of Tillman, you think of David Bell, who came on late. And it's not – I mean, I'm not giving up on them at all. I think those guys are talented. And I think, you know, over in the next couple of years, we'll see something out of those guys. So I, I just think that we're better when we trade for a guy or we acquire somebody free agency. I think you need a veteran, you know, that can that can stretch the field. Problem is, it's so hard to get your hands on guys like that. You know, those guys are like precious gold in the NFL. So you're going to have to give up something to probably acquire one of those type of guys. Davis, thanks for joining us on Mondays during the football season. We appreciate it. And, uh, of course, it was a pleasure working with you this year on the Browns postgame show. Likewise, Jeff, I appreciate everything y'all have done for me and allowing me to come on and op- have an opportunity to talk to the people that listen to the Cleveland sh- or the 92-3, the fan. And I'll look forward to seeing you both next season. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be bugging you before then. You yeah, know. you're not off the hook. So. You're going to hop out with us sporadically, right? <laughs> That's the way y'all made it seem, you know? <laughs> oh, no, you're hopping on with us sporadically, even if i got to drive down to Columbus and shove the phone in your ear. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate y'all. Go Browns. Tyvis Powell you. joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. 216-474-0092, the number to join us. It's still kind of settling in, folks. It was a, a really fun season, a really entertaining season. Came to a really awful end for the Browns, and, and that's just a dang shame. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's the truth there. How's Miles Garrett? 
thought Kevin Stefanski made an interesting comment about Miles because he was asked about Miles and his sack total that wasn't as high as it was. He, he had 12 through a certain amount of time, and then it, it really dropped off. And Kevin said it's unfortunate that defensive uh, efforts, abilities mm-hmm. are so tied to sacks. He said that's not always the best indicator. No, pressures. Yeah. Use well, pressures. Pressure rate is I, another I, I would agree. And – don't forget, Miles was dealing with that shoulder thing all season long, and yet I thought still was a disruptive force on that defense. I, all I know is that if he's not the defensive player of the year, he's certainly in the conversation and will be one of the top vote getters. Oh and, gosh, yes, and because he's des- he's deserving, you know he he deserves that. He's one of the best defensive players in the National Football League every year. You know, this guy's the defensive player of the year. Really? Okay, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. What I what I know is that he's one of the best defensive players in the NFL, mm-hmm. and hundred percent. It, it's he will be a top three guy, and in my mind, he should win it. Now, again, we're biased here, and there's no denying that fact. That's a fact. But he should win it. I mean, the guy was unbelievable all season long. That wide nine system fit him like a glove. He was always in the backfield for tackles for loss. He was back there for pressures, and he was opening up for other guys too. And the fact that Obo Okoronkwo looked as good as he did, the fact that Darius Smith was able to be as good as he was, the fact that Alex Wright took a step forward, it, as much as we want to sit here and say it's because those guys work hard, and they do, it's also the fact that there's a big man on the other side there who's caused a lot of havoc for a lot of teams. True. Two one six four seven four zero zero nine two is our number. Bob is in Chardon, home of the Hilltoppers, and a lot of snow. Hey guys, you have, hey snow, guys. Out, you have snow out there, Bob? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, do you have snow out there? Oh yeah, always yeah. got snow out here. Okay, it's just cold. It's just cold downtown. <laughs> hey, long, time, long time listener, first time caller. Oh, terrific! Thank hey, you. Uh, um, you know, we were told early or before the game, it's uh, we're going to go with what took us to the dance, and you know, we had the power of the Schwartz. And we didn't use it. And Tybus kind of took my thunder there because he nailed it with uh, what happened to the blitz. You know, we've got this great secondary that can cover guys right off the line. That's where your pressure should be. And we didn't apply any pressure. I'll hang up and uh, let you guys respond. Appreciate it, Bob. Thanks for calling for the first time. I think you could look at just about everything the Browns did defensively against Houston and think, why didn't we do this? (laughs) Just because... It, did, it just didn't work. I got somebody, I mean, I got... It, it just didn't work. I got a guy who knows his football, and he, and he knows his football well, and I enjoy talking to him on the X, yelling at me, well, not yelling, I should say, but saying that, hey, they need to disguise their coverage is better. And the funny thing is, is I want to respond to him more than anything, go like, didn't they fire the last guy because he discovered he disguised his coverage as too much and the, the guys couldn't figure it out? <laughs> like, and I know there's a happy medium and all that stuff, and that's the way that it should be, but it's, it makes me laugh more than anything. When things go wrong, everybody has a solution. Mark in Chesterland probably has one. Hi, Mark. Hey, how are you? Doing well, Mark. Well. Hey, great. Hey, I'm calling because, you know, I wonder if the problem with the Browns for so long is that they're overmanaged. And, you know, the coaches, they don't trust, trust the players. They don't give players opportunities, and the players never develop. And looking at Miles Garrett's comments about Jim Schwartz, who I like, who was, you know, didn't make adjustments for the game, didn't come in with a fresh game plan, stuck to the plan. You know, Baker Mayfield not throwing to Odell Beckham Jr. You know, like David Bell finally getting opportunities and Amari Cooper being the only receiver 
as you mentioned earlier, with over a hundred yards. You guys got me off the exercise bicycle, you know. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I'm glad you got a good sweater. Well, you know, I'm wondering, can you comment on that? I think they're just overmanaged. It's the same thing every year. Mark, thank you. I, I've said for the longest time, and, and I'm, I'm no expert on this, it just seems to me that football is the most overcoached sport on the planet. These guys spend so much time studying film and game plans and everything else. And I've always kind of thought, if you're bigger, stronger, faster than the other team, chances are you're going to win. Not necessarily true. Coaching helps. But, Mark, I, I see it. But the Browns aren't any more overcoached than any other team. The, the NFL does this, Dan. These guys, these guys spend hour after hour after hour pouring over video and working on game plans and everything else. I just think the entire sport is overcoached because it still, to me, comes down to, are my players better than yours? It comes down to, are my players better than yours? Am I putting them in the best position to succeed? And do all of them know where the other ones are going to be at any given time? Can you operate? Can all 11 guys pull in the right direction at the right time? On both sides of the ball. That's and where you can coaching, toss in special yeah. teams. That's where coaching comes in. You have to coordinate these guys. Exactly. And so that's the other side of it is I don't know because your whole goal is to have 11 guys know where each of them are going at any given time, and that's the only way you succeed. If 10 guys pull in the right direction and one doesn't, the play can blow up in your face. I partially wonder, again, with all of the injuries that this team had, if they had a very hard time being able to find 11 guys to consistently know where the other one was going to be. And that's both the offense and the defensive side of the ball. And so as much as you want to sit there and go, okay, is it overcoached when it comes to the offensive side? It's like, well, hell, how are you supposed to know 11 guys are pulling in the same direction if you don't know which 11 guys are going to be standing in there any given week? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. 
Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Robert in Brexville calling on a Monday, not on a Friday for quick predicts. Hi, Robert. Hey, long-time listener, long-time caller, long-time tweeter, uh, long-time gift buyer. What else is there? <laughs> long-time I've, been waiting year, I've been waiting years for someone to uh, uh, get ahead of me on a phone call so I could finally say that. Nice. <laughs> Um, so no, so you're talking about wide receivers, free agency and stuff like that. So I want to throw this curveball at you, Dan. Pete okay. Carroll's out. They might not necessarily be doing a rebuild. DK Metcalf wants out. What would you give up for him? So what the Browns are holding the second rounder. That's their first pick that they the Browns got. have a second and a third. They're going to have a that's, third. That's, they that's, might have a second, third. If good catcher that that's a good catcher that I feel that we could go and grab for not too much. That's ready. That's a burner. That's that's a serious burner and a guy that's a pain in the butt to tackle. Boy, I'd be tempted to, to give up that second-round pick. There's your answer. I already got his jersey, so I'm good to go on that. There you go. I'd give up a second and a third for him. I think he's terrific. Spray paint it brown, Robert. Robert, thank you. Second and a third, I would do it in a heartbeat. The only thing that I don't love with that is you you start getting down the, the Rams mantra mold. You and mean the Rams team that came back and made the playoffs this year? Well, can you go find your? Can you go knock a draft out of the ballpark the way that they did? Uh, in theory, I mean, that's that's the question. I mean, they were able to do it because they they ended up getting those picks back after doing what they did previously to them. Well, and isn't then, that the idea though? And then drafting monsters that have come in and made instant impacts. Okay, I, I'll take my chances on a guy like DK Metcalf as opposed to finding monsters with a second and a third round pick. Thing is, you got to do it for sustainability's sake. You can't pay everybody. As much as Jimmy Haslam loves handing out checks, can't pay everybody. Todd's in Ward 1, Todd. What's happening, Todd? Hi, buddy. Jeff, Dan, I called about something else, but since you brought it up, can you get DK Metcalf for a second-round pick at this point? He plays exceptionally well. I think it would take more. That's why I threw in the third. I'd probably do it with the third, too. Oh, now you're on board, huh? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this um, last year when when he was bickering about the way he was being treated out mm-hmm. there, I was like, I wish there was. This was before the season started. I said, I wish there was some way they could get Metcalf, but I don't. I, man, that dude's too. I don't know if a second and a third would be enough for him. But I don't know either. you know, let me let me throw one thought at you, Todd. You ready? I'm ready. You're gonna start Dewan Jones next year if he's good to go. Yes. You're gonna start Jack Conklin next year if he's good to go. Maybe. What are you gonna do Ooh. with Jedrick Wills? Ooh. Oh, I'd be okay with letting him go. Well, there you go. You got three tackles and you got two spots. There's no way you're getting Seattle to to, to pull that one, especially a guy on a fifth year option who's been pretty maligned. Now, now stop, Dan. I didn't say trade Jedrick Wills even up for DK Metcalf. No, no, no. I mean, even if you sweeten the pot a bit, that's that's an ask. Have you seen line play around the NFL? I have. It's not ideal, but Charles Cross is pretty damn good over there. Second round, fourth round, fill in the blank, Jedrick Wills. DK Metcalf and a sixth. Todd, you doing it? I'd have to look at that some more before I before I agree to that on air. But, but you Jimmy, know what I'm saying. I'm gonna bring it up again. I'm you know what bring I'm it up saying. There, you can ponder. You can ponder. There are, there are things you can do. The Browns now actually have some talent on their roster, and they and Dan, you just said it. You're not going to be able to pay everybody. The Browns might actually be able to do something that you don't see all the time in the NFL, and that's to make a player trade. See, the problem player is you're, for player. you're bringing up these conversations to me, Jeff, when I need a waitress to come by and hand me another beer special and some nachos. i got to think these things through. Valid, Todd. It's, 
it's so hard for me to be disappointed, which is why I'm not heavily disappointed, because I know that none of the injuries on the Browns were due to dumb stuff, acting foolish at, off the field. And Joku's was just a, and Joku's was just an accident, no big deal. So it's hard for me. They just they just couldn't hang, okay? They just couldn't hang. I saw six guys. I want y'all to address any one of these six that you whether you agree. So I know if you're you know something I don't I don't know or think I know. Alex Wright, both Bells, both Bells, okay? Um, Martin Emerson and Joku. These are the guys. Oh, and Newsom. I, Newsom could play the slot. He just has to get more practice at it. But these guys all look well to me this year, and they all look like they could have definite improvement. They're guys on the team that did well this year, and I think that's all they're going to be next year is just as good as they were um, this year. But um, and Bell, DeAnthony Bell, I see that he can make some serious improvement, but he's marginal because he's just his ability is limited. So of those guys that played well this year, and I think David Bell played well, who do you think um, has most likely is going to do the most improvement? And when did I know the schedule's not out, but the teams are out that they're going to play, aren't they? I'll talk to you later. All right, Todd, thank you. I haven't paid any attention to that yet. All right, coming up next schedule game. And and to be perfectly honest, I think Njoku took a big step and could take a bigger step. And I uh, I think Martin Emerson, same thing. I think Martin did a nice job this year. Not tackling Brevin Jordan, but did a nice job this year. Uh, think about what I just said about the tackles. Next on Basket of Phelps. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.